Welcome to the podcast that's designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We are wrapping up a track today. We're talking hospitality, safety, and more. Really, though, we're talking about how to revolutionize all the communications through the different integrations. So today on with us, we have got Pierre Landrin from RAS3 Communications. Pierre, welcome on, my friend. Thank you, Josh. How are you doing today? Uh, I can't complain. It's uh, three and a half days from Friday. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one <laughs> But who's closer. counting? Who's no, counting? Nobody. 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 Um, Hey, I, I, I want to kick this off. Uh, I always like to get started. I, I want to hear everybody's background. Um, some people have had very direct paths. Some people have had crazy windy paths of how they get into this space. So uh, just fill us in. How, how did you get in into the role that you're in now? Where did it all start? So mine's a little crazy. Um, I used to work for a school board in Florida, and I was in the purchasing department. And as a buyer, we would rotate categories. So every six months, 12 months, you know, buyers would rotate. I just kept everybody fresh on different categories. And um, I landed in the technology category. And um, and we were uh, buying computers, laptops, servers, and things. And T1 was the big thing yes. back then. So, of course, uh, that just told you my age. I'm old <laughs> as hell. Um, and so as uh, while we, I was in that category, I met the owner of RAS3 Communications, Richard Shello. He was in the hardware space at the time, and he was selling a, a lot of districts hardware. Uh, we became fast friends. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't hang out because I was a buyer, you know, conflict of interest. Um, fast forward, I moved to a different department for a promotion, and Richard Shello and I continued our, our friendship. I stayed for the school with the school board a good 20 years. And then wanted to try something different. So I went into the uh, insurance field. I went property and casualty, homeowners, autos, and uh, things of that nature. Richard and I stayed friends throughout the whole time. Uh, Richard and I used to hang out before children. And today we both have grown children you know, in, in their 20s. Uh, so it's it's been a good venture. Um, Richard had always asked, come work with me, come work with me. And I was always concerned. You know, you have a brotherhood, and then once you start working for for the brother, sometimes it doesn't work out. He said, "Nothing will ever happen. Nothing will ever destroy that brotherhood." Fast forward, I've been here. I've been with Richard for seven years. Life's been really, really good. Um, I get to work from home, which is something I never experienced throughout my other careers. Um, so it's you work harder from home. You work yeah. more hours. A lot of people don't realize it. But, you know, emails come in, you say, let me just go answer this one, let me go answer that one. Or it's six o'clock and, oh, I got a couple more things, I can knock them out. So, um, and here I am. Um, I, I enjoy what I do. Um, I go to IT expos to learn different technologies, what's available for our clients, our current clients and potential clients. And um, a unique thing about RAS3, Josh, is um, most, it's all referral based. Um, so we we grow organically, either by our current clients that need more stuff, or they refer us out. And obviously, those kind of referrals are are gold. I love it. Uh, I love the background. Love the story. I love a good windy path. Uh, I think that's awesome. So kudos yeah. to you for for jumping in and trying it out. Clearly, it's worked out. So good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. I have a, I have a ball. So. Uh, so 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 fill us in a little bit now on. 
on who is RAS3 now? Uh, you know, you, you mentioned referrals. Obviously, that's a huge testament to, to the quality of the business that you're doing. But anything you're specializing in, is it whatever the customer needs? Or maybe walk us through that just a little bit about RAS3. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of a unique agency. We find solutions for you. We take projects off your desk that no one wants to take care of, right? Our bread and butter is really connectivity. So whether it's a primary or secondary or whatever you need circuit-wise is the foundation of our book of business. Um, next, it goes into the voice over IP space. Uh, we, we do some cloud services. We do have some data center clients. Um, and, and now we've moved into the POTS replacement uh, that the industry has kind of forced us to do, right? Um, the legacy coppers are, are going away. So we have to find solutions for clients. Um, and, and that's kind of, of who we are. Um, we, we really just did a, a neat project with a Wi-Fi cell, I'm sorry, cell booster system for one of our large clients that has six locations, had terrible cellular connectivity in those locations implemented the whole uh, solution and they're uh, a happy client not something that we do on a normal basis but once again we're kind of unique you bring us a problem and we'll figure it out for you i love it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to you uh on on, on some of the examples here i mean let's let's talk a little bit first about you know the the, the hospitality sector you and i were chatting about this a little bit I think when we think about UCAS and we think about kind of feature functionality, it's certainly changed over the last few years. Uh, you know, it started out and it, and it was just voice, right? And then voicemail right. email comes along and all these basic things. And then ah, video comes out, ah, nobody's going to use that. Clearly 2020 kind of reset that a little bit. Um, and, and, and we've always thought about hospitality and it, and it always hasn't been a fit historically. What is it from your perspective, right? I know you've got some some hospitality customers. Just generally speaking, what do you see about some of these unique integrations, the needs uh, of hospitality compared to others? Well, on the hospitality um, um, industry, first of all, most of them are old school and they really rely on, you know, the operator going back and forth to the rooms, just basic communications, right? Nothing, nothing fancy, if you will. Uh, fast forward, of course, now with the cell phone evolution, how many people really use a uh, a phone in, in, in a hotel room, right? I, I mean, very little, maybe just zero to call the operator because it's easier to hit the zero versus the 10 numbers to call the front desk. Um, but however... What people do miss in the hospitality is most of them are multi-floor locations, and they they need help not only with the UCAS piece, um, but they also need help with um, the replacement of the pots, especially for the elevators for safety, right? Um, and as this whole process is moving along, this is a, a niche that people can take advantage of in terms of reaching out to your clients and saying, I can help you now. Because a couple of our clients went from $1,000 a month, let's say, for their elevator service, just, just for that alone. And um, they were warned, but no one reads the fine print, right? And um, of course, with automatic payments, that's even worse. People don't even pay attention. And so they went from $1,000 a month to $13,000 um, once that those price hikes kicked in. 
Um, back to the UCAS, once again, it's just convincing them that it's the best way to do business. It's it's really the most inexpensive way to do business. There's no equipment really that needs to be maintained. Um, and everything is really via the portal. So whatever changes you want to make on the fly, it's easy. But convincing people to make a change sometimes is probably the hardest part of the sale. Yeah. And, and I think if you look at, uh, the, I think the way I think about hospitality is, you're right. Uh, some of the technology in these places is certainly still old, uh, but there is a, there's some requirements to uh, front desk, you know, check in food, whatever it might be room service. But there's also some of these requirements of legally carries law, all these other things. They have to keep a phone in the room. So yes. it's, it's how do I, how do I drag that tech along as long as I can? Or do I find somebody, UCAS, wherever it might be that has some creative uh, financial modeling that makes it, Make a uh, makes it look a little more appetizing. I think that's part of the sell as well. And another aspect, of the, when you mentioned that, is you know the E nine eleven aspect of it. That that's probably the most important thing that um, all of the hotels are are worried about in this industry. Making sure that that feature is there, and that um, when somebody needs help, yeah. once they pick up that phone, it, it, it you know it, they could they could be found. So yes. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You you brought up a good point, right? Some of the the, the conferences and things like that. I'm just general question, right? Uh, you know, you talked about we went from when it was simple of you know one or two things to sell to now all these other things that we have to sell. Uh, thinking broadly, more than just you know hospitality, far beyond that. How do you how do you stay ahead of the curve, right? You mentioned you've got customers coming to you for Wi-Fi and DAS and and, and all these interesting things. How do you stay ahead of the curve in that? This segment, other segments. How do you how do you keep learning in that? So the way I, I, I learn it is through webinars, you know, with you guys, probably, uh, you know, when you guys have things available, but really the expos, you know, a lot of people go to the expos to socialize. Yeah, I love to socialize. Don't get me wrong, Josh. However, when I, you know, I go and try to find three or four, five different uh, solution providers that I don't have in my bag of tricks. And I try to build a relationship with those guys. So when I do need them, I'm not starting from scratch and um, I, I could jump in with them, do a discovery call and try to figure out what's the best fit for my client. Um, but those, those IT expos are very, very important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Right. It, it, it's, it's what you want to get out of it. Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of golden nuggets there. Can yeah. you, can you share, I mean, you worked on a lot of projects. Can you walk through maybe just an, an aha moment, something that you've had while working on a project? Hey, I've done this a bunch of times. All of a sudden now this is different or all of a sudden this thing happened. Something that just changed the way that you approach. This is a challenges question, right? Something right. That, that, that you've shared and learned. Well, an aha moment. Um, so we, we were doing an install with, um, a particular carrier. This was our first time doing an install. They're a big carrier, right? Um, I've been through many trade shows with them. Um, the folks, the salespeople and I have been friends throughout the last seven years in the industry. Went in, sold, let's say, I think it was a hundred seat deal, whatever it was, uh, at a, a law firm. And for the life of me, their IT guy, which we know also, could not make it work in that particular building in Fort Lauderdale. So uh, an aha moment was you got to go through all the hoops and hurdles. You got to open trouble tickets 
every time, just so everybody understands what's happening. Um, uh, many t days of testing. And really, it, it was really weird, Josh. It's just um, the the calls were lagging and, and it was like a, an echo. And it was happening on the desktop, the mobile app and everything else. So we just couldn't figure it out. Um, and the learning part of that is sometimes you go, you have to go through these difficult installations to to see and learn from it. So for your next client, you're not experiencing the same pain, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point too. I, I think uh, the world has built the fact that mistakes are okay. The culture is defined that mistakes are okay, especially in business. Um, but it isn't. It isn't that hey you can't prevent all the mistakes from happening. It's about how do you respond and how do you help the customer respond? And I think when you go through these battles with customers, that's how relationships are built. They know that if you go through this battle and you don't bail and you're handling the right. hard stuff, you can take the easy stuff, no problem. And to you, the easy stuff might be some awesome opportunity that they're just thinking, ah, this is the easy thing. I'll just throw at them. And here you're going, oh my gosh, this is great. No, yeah, you think it's a softball pitch, right? And then... Um, you know, you got to take the those kind of pitches with the with the other difficult ones. So you you just roll with the punches, like you said, learn from them. Um, the easy stuff you can take the notes and say this is how it was done and move on. And then the difficult ones, figure out how to get over those hurdles and 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 give them a good product. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's let's dive into a deal here. So walk me through uh, part of what I like to uncover here. I think is. What we've experienced from customers is, hey, I have this thing. I need this thing. And we get into conversation, and sometimes we just find out it was exactly that. And other times we find out, oh, my gosh, there's a, there's a, there's a lot more to this, right? So, so walk me through a deal that you got involved in. What did it look like? You know, what were you told? What was the problem? What was the customer conversation? And then ultimately, what's the solution that's in place? Um, let me think of the last one. Uh, let, let's... Uh... So we had uh, a charter school district that um, was having difficulties. And originally it just started with the, the, the UCAS piece, right? They, they wanted a change. They wanted their uh, on-prem system changed to a, a hosted system. And as we did the discovery calls, it was more than just they needed a UCAS. They also needed um, servers to be upgraded, they needed security. Um, then we went uh, into a little bit of the, the sassy piece for them. And um, at the end of the day, so instead of just changing their voice, we were able to help them migrate into new technology, take advantage of the servers and everything else, um, remote access to everything, um, not having to have everybody to, um, and more people in place scrambling where you can have a few good people that can handle the whole enterprise and, and take over. So uh, to your point, it was one product, then through discovery, went through multiple products and uh, the migration took maybe six months. However, uh, at the end of the day, they're happy with the solution. They don't have that many headaches. We put primary and secondary circuits at all the locations an SD WAN box, um, it's monitored, and, and then you move forward. You know, uh, I'm interested in when you talk to your customers and, and you're solving complex problems like this, 
do you find that even even customers that you've had for a while, nuance, different conversation, maybe it's the same conversation, but do you find that they really know all of your capabilities or do they, do you find them saying, I didn't know you could do that. I, I didn't know you could do that. Right on point. They, they never, they're so, you know, once again, we're known as connectivity guys. That's our bread and butter. So at first, this is all they see us by. Mm -hmm. And as we're going through these calls and, and um, they notice that we we have so many more resources available to us that we can help them with every aspect that they need. Um, but you know what? It's incumbent to us to let them know what we can help them with and not to just assume they know that we can help them with a, a whole gamut of technology solutions. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we think that we are the most important conversation they're going to have. In reality, we're a sliver of the, everybody's day-to-day -day job, right? So correct, correct, correct. we have to emphasize that when we can, whether that's through lunches, through outings, through quarterly business reviews, whatever we can to say, hey, what do you got in your roadmap? What do you got in your, you know, what's on your plate for the next six months? Did you know I can help you with all of these things now? Yeah, and some of the hardest conversations are with the larger, larger organizations that have, let's say, the on-prem you know, voice solutions, and they've done it this way for so long and have so much money invested in the hardware that to try them to even start the conversation to, of migrating to a hosted system and just that conversation, is, it's, it's something like a three, four, five months just for them to start listening and say, wow, maybe there is a better way. And, and, and we never say this, you got to do it now, but start thinking about it come up with a business plan so when you're ready it could be migrated along and and financially you can get away from all that on-prem hardware stuff that you're you're married to really at the end of the day yeah it, that's such gold advice i think you know if we think about who's listening to this podcast right it's it's current partners that are maybe in one technology area and and want to learn from other partners about how to pivot into another technology area it's maybe people that aren't partners yet and don't know our world exists and are learning but uh, i think hearing that message uh, it, it underscores one that i was talking to somebody about yesterday and i said if i look back over the last five to ten years of the largest most exciting deals that we've ever done with partners they've always started with a customer saying yeah i think i'm good i don't I don't really think there's anything that you can help me with. And and somehow just off of persistence, and they, they all started with the customers not knowing that the partner had all these other capabilities. And I just, we're going to keep drilling down on that. And I hope people hear that and, and understand, just stay persistent, find a way to dynamically get your value prop over and all of the technology that you can help your customers and prospect, prospects with. Because sometimes it is, to your point, it is just seed planning, right? Right, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Just just keep planting the seeds, keep reminding them what you can help them with. Um, and, you know, eventually they figure out, oh, my God, I, I need to offload this project because I've got these other 10 I need to pay attention to or two projects. Right. And you, you'll be surprised at what projects come come out of the, that conversation. And you say, OK, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I got you. I'm going to run with it. I'll come back with options and and solutions and then we could take it from there yeah good stuff or, or the, the the one that seems to happen a lot somebody quit or somebody got laid off or or i don't know how to do this now how can, can you help me right it seems to be a lot of that lately yes unfortunately yes yeah. <laughs> so 
I I love uh, probing questions. I love to help people get armed with questions to ask to uncover. So, if 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 I want to arm somebody with a couple key questions to to probe deeper into any any of the technology areas that, that you're talking about, what's what's some of your favorite questions that we can give out uh, to help just have that conversation, uncover that conversation, uncover that opportunity if they haven't yet? Um, probing questions. Uh, so, I mean, one, one of my favorite is, okay, just what are your pain points? You know, it's, it's, you have internet, you have SD-WAN, you have UCAS, you have CCAS, you have, you know, you can go down the gamut of different products and say, so what is your biggest pain point? Um, you know, what are you doing about your mobility solutions? Are you tired of paying high cost on mobility? Let me help you with that. Let me figure out, you know, how, how to streamline your bill. So help you get control of everything. Make sure that the phones that you have on, on your mobility bill really still exist, right? Some people don't even pay attention to that because employees come and go, the line stays active, and you're still paying the $70, $80 a month for a line that's active that really shouldn't be active because that phone wasn't repurposed. Somebody else came and they bought a new phone, right? So you, you'll see a lot of that. Um and it's just about once it's about talking about every aspect of technology, continuously planting that seed, not assuming that they know what you do, and not assuming that they know, although most of the people out there are very knowledgeable, that they know everything about every aspect of technology. So, you know, and to your point, um, one of the hardest um subjects to to get across to is, is security. Right. Especially for those larger enterprises. Everybody says, like you said, oh, I'm good. I've got that covered. You know, we all know it's about job security. But so you try to ease your way in, make them feel comfortable about having the conversation and make them feel 100 percent comfortable that you're not trying to replace them, replace their staff. You're here to augment them and their staff. However, that's probably a hard conversation because no one sees it that way. They're, uh, they see it as the solution coming in to replace me. Yeah, I love the word augment in those conversations. I think people, you know, people are sometimes trying to feel us all out of, okay, what's this guy's real agenda? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I know. Look, I, I, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to displace providers. If you have providers that are working, I want to make your life easier and I want to augment so you can focus on what it is you need to focus on. Yeah, but what do you really, what's your real goal? Yeah, How yeah. do you really get paid? <laughs> I, I get paid the same as everybody else. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, I, I think that's gold. And, uh, you know, your other thing, I'm going to beat this drum again. You know, you talk about security, right? Security guy here. Uh, so, so that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I promise you a lot of people cold called MGM and MGM told a lot of people, we're good, we're good, we're good. And, and <laughs> exactly. the, the way that they got into MGM and MGM and shut everything down for the last few weeks was simple social engineering, making a call to pretend to be somebody that they weren't. And they got admin credentials and look at everything that's transpired to that. How many, probably hundreds of millions of dollars that was lost out of this. Yep. And so if that if that drives anybody from a sales perspective to just be more persistent um, and go layer by layer by layer, to your point, uh, there's so much opportunity out there, even people that tell you, I'm good. Yeah, and, and just be patient, you know? I mean, um, I know one of the things you asked me was uh, an aha moment. So we, we had a client that 
it literally took 10 months to close a deal. Not a big client. Um, two circuits, primary, secondary, SD-WAN, uh, UCAS seats, 50 seats. And they were with a carrier and no, we're good. No, we're good. No, we're good. Until it went down several times and then they were disrupted. And then the, the latest thing is um, they were charged an extra $1,000 a month to keep their, their lines, their copper lines. Mm-hmm. And now they want they want everything in the yesterday, right? Yep. But it was one of those things I got back in October of last year. Um, I gave uh, a presentation. We give demos. They were happy, but they didn't want to move forward. Every month I did what I call drip marketing. Mm-hmm. I would hit them up. Are you guys ready yet? Are you ready, ready? And the last time I, I uh, sent an email, they said, we're ready now. And I said, are you okay? And then they told us they told us the story. I'm like, I'm here to help. That's all I can do. Love yeah. it. Yep. Love it. Awesome example. Good stuff. All right, uh, Pierre, final question. Uh, if we look into Pierre's crystal ball here, I mean, we have obviously seen a lot of evolution in this channel where we went from just single one or two products to sell to kind of where we're at now broadly or focus on a certain technology totally your opinion here where do you see this all going if you know 12 months look out um you know there's so much technology out here now that you really got to weed it weed through it to try to figure out what's the best fit for clients it's not a not everything fits every client right it depends on their needs um how they're trying to accomplish it. It depends on their budget. Um, it depends on, you know, how is it important to them? How much, how important is it to them to have continuity in of internet services or to have security on their, their, their products? Because if they're down or if they're hacked, how much money are they losing? What's the ransom going to be on that? You know, you do the ROI for them or with them and try to say, here are the numbers. The numbers don't lie. So all, all I can do is present uh, a s- solutions based on a particular client and give them the numbers. Because I, I give them total costs of ownership at the end of the day. You know, I, 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 I'll do a spreadsheet. I, I, you know, put it all the way out 36 months, the term of the contract, say, this is what it's going to cost you. Oh, wow, that's a big figure, right? Yeah, but if you don't do this and something happens in between, what are you losing? Other than sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Opportunity costs. People don't factor in opportunity costs into that. That's a great point. Uh, I love that you're drilling down into that. Yeah. Well, good stuff. All right, Pierre, that wraps us up, man. I, uh, I I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much for the invite, Josh. Thank you very much. Awesome. And definitely we'll run into each other soon. Oh, absolutely. Okay, everybody. Pierre Landron, RAS3 Communications. Until next time, I'm your host, Josh Lepresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit tolaris.com for more information.